This is Ryan Elliott for Boxing Social in association with Bet Fred. I'm in Sheffield today. Delighted to be joined by Showtime Sonny Edwards. Sonny, it's been a minute. How you been? Yeah, um, I've been good. I've been good. Um, just in my new place now, like just in the process of moving in. I mean, there's still a few boxes everywhere and that. But yeah, it's, um, it's been the longest I've been out, you know, not training or having a goal, like a, a fight date for like uh, over a year. Cause I've been back to back fights. And it's. it's Frustrating, but being refreshing at the same time. Probably needed it, because um, literally going from ten round fight, ten round fight with like eight week camps in between every one, like a week off if that, it, it does get onto your body a bit. And obviously, probably the build up as to why my hands went the way they did at the back end of the year. So, giving them a good rest and and mentally refreshing. I'm in a good place now, and I'm looking forward to actually getting back on to keeping my momentum going that I've still got. Um, I've got my last like outpatient sort of um, appointments. I've got an ultrasound next week and, and my final appointment with a hand specialist a week after to, to go through it and then she'll be good to punch. Um, they're not really concerned about anything. It was just a matter of eight weeks clean, do not punch, otherwise they will not repair. So, yeah. You've been incredibly active before this break that you mentioned. Yeah, your two bust hands after the Braithwaite fight. Do you think this is almost a blessing in disguise, as you sort of touched on there? Obviously, one hand wasn't quite right, sort of building into the Braithwaite fight. You went through that anyway, got the win. Do you think this has been much needed? It's almost a blessing? Yeah, I mean, it's frustrating for me because if it was up to me, I would have been booked in for the, the, the 22nd, um, the York, or whenever it is, the York or February card, or, or in March, that's what it was looking at for me before I got injured. Just because, simply put, like I like being in the gym. I like having something to aim towards. I feel like I do enjoy boxing that much where there's nothing else I'd rather be doing. Don't get me wrong, I can enjoy myself outside of the sport, you know, eating what I want, um, you know, being able to have free time and be a bit normal. But nine, oh, 99 times out of 100, I'd rather actually be in the gym focusing on something. And it's a bit frustrating with my hands because... I found myself not, I've been hitting runs, I've been hitting them some strength sessions, but I can't bring myself to being around the gym all too much because it just gets me down a bit, you know, not being able to punch and that. So really the best is having like a, a little bit of time off. It has been a blessing in disguise. And like I said, I'm hungry and I'm ready to go. Just to go back to when I last saw you, which was just before the Marcel Braithwaite fight, wide points victory for yourself. You're obviously down, had to deal with a cut as well. How do you reflect upon that fight now? A good learning experience for you? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't, you know, um, a vintage performance for myself. You know, I performed better, but that's a credit to Marcel. He came and surprised a lot of people with the performance he put in. That said, I still won what I thought I felt, me personally, my team, 10 rounds clearly of the fight with the knockdown and I gave him the second round, which was a close kind of scrappy round. Um, but I evolved and I adapted all the way through it. Every time there was something that people was going, oh, this could cause him a problem, and by the next round, it wasn't causing me a problem no more. I mean, the second round, he was very physical. He was just trying to hold, wrestle. Um, he was putting his head in my chest. So in the third round, what was I doing? I was putting my head in his chest every time he was tying me up. And I was walking him back and then negated it straight away and it, and it stopped. Um, like I said before, after the fight, both my hands had been were battered by the second round. So that's why I wasn't really looking to mix inside all too much because I... I weren't, I weren't trying to risk the health of my hands for 12 rounds with punches that weren't really going to count. You know, them sort of tapping insides, getting little slips. Like, they don't really catch the judge's eye too much. Um, so I was looking to get back on long range, score a clear shot here and there, and go for a move, tie up and, and just make it that, that sort of fight, which was frustrating, not the fight I wanted. But it's a fight that it had to be. 
and yeah, he um, caught me with a peach with that combination when he when he put me down, and I'll be the first one giving him credit that I wasn't particularly hurt, like I wasn't all over the place, but he, he caught me. But um, if you watch through the fight, especially up to that point, my rhythm was his first shot he went, I would slip back, then his second go I was slipping to the side, and, and it was working, it was working, it was working, it was working, for all the way through the seventh round. Um, and then he doubled up on a jab, missed with both, I made him slip, but then he just threw a right and left hook while I tried throwing back. I got a bit complacent, something I don't always tend to do. Um, and I caught the first one, my leg came up, and then he put me down with the second one. And it was a great shot, but even though I've only been down twice in my life, I've, I've had, what, that was my 14th fight as a pro, you know, you, you, you learn on the job. That's why I didn't jump up straight away thinking, I need to prove to everyone I'm not hurt, or, because it, it's, it's irrelevant, you know, I'll take my knee, I'll take my breather, I'll get up, and then... From really, I think from that moment onwards to the end of the fight, I put on a boxing lesson. And I think by that, the next round or the round after, there was like a, a period of time where my opponent sort of, he looked like he gave up, he put his hands down, and I threw about five or six punches. He didn't really react, he just moved back. Um, and I think cause I took the sort of hope that he thought he could build up on it, and it just completely went because I have that sort of elusiveness and style that when I do actually not want to get hit, I'm a very, very hard fighter to hit. But against these like proper people that I respect going in there like their punch pile like I'm weary of it I don't really let them land all them them too many shots I try all fights avoid it but with Marcel I felt a bit more comfortable like he, I think he caught me with better shots clean shots like earlier on in the fight especially in that second round he caught me with a few good ones but just the way my foot was tangled up um, and like I said he's not the biggest punch in the world but he hit me hard enough to hurt me and and that, from that moment when I got him respect, I think you've seen like a different me in there. And, and it kind of like turned the engines on and, and I was firing at all cylinders then. And it helped me as well because it made me forget about my hands hurting for a couple of rounds. <laughs> my ears were still ringing. Um, but no, it was a good one. I'm glad to get through. The, the cut again didn't bother me. Obviously, there's a clash of heads that caused it. Um, and then, I don't know if how, how how purposeful it was, but our heads were coming together a couple of times after that. And I, I remember we get warned by the ref at the end of one round. It looked like he went in with his head. But it's all, you know try and get every little advantage, especially when you're down. So I can respect that and I can understand that. But like I said, it, did, it didn't affect me. I had a great cutsman in Kerry Kays who did a fantastic job. But because by the next round, even though it was still open, it wasn't bleeding. Um, and I just protected it from, from there on and tried to protect my hands as much as possible and bring on the British title because that's the only thing that was important. Um, and it's put me in a great place now where, yeah, there's some people that don't like me, don't like my style or, or my boxing um, anyway will be very negative on that performance and say, oh, if he gets caught by a big puncher, he's getting knocked out, he can't do that. And that's fine. I don't I don't mind these people writing me off because they're the ones that are probably going to be more attentive to my next build-up, to my fight, to my next fight announcement, to my next actual fight. So, you know, it's not a bad place to be. Um, I know what I can achieve. I know how much I can take a shot. And, and when I'm switched on, I'm a very, very hard person to hit. I do. I have the tendency. I'm... I'm naturally quite a lazy person. I can get complacent. That's why I need always things to push me on. Hence why when last year I was injured, I didn't come back into like a four, six, eight rounder, which I was advised heavily to do. And same way with this, these hand injuries, I'm I'm not trying to come back into no six, eight rounder because I know as long as I've got the, the go-ahead that my hand's all right and I have a good 10, 12-week camp period, I'm ready to go against anyone in the world because it's just the way I am. And then... Like I look at people like Dave Oliver Joyce, you know, he lost to Lee Wood for probably one of the lowest points of his of his boxing career on like a big platform. And he's bounced back um however many months later, before the rest of the lads on that card have boxed again. And he's got a career best win in, in Lee Haskins. I know it's obviously at the end of his career and it went the way it did, but 
he still looked good doing it and and he's pushing on from there and, and, and that's what I respect and and that's how I like to 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 lead my own career and that's how I feel like I'll keep going I mean I don't think you learn the only thing they can really do is get you through a whole camp and stuff like that but I can't get up for them so <clears throat> I might as well just have a hard spar in the gym when I'm not fit then you know do a whole camp like a, a, a rollover do you know what I mean you mentioned you don't want an easy touch when you come back in from injury. In terms of your next move, there was talk on social media of a rematch with Marcel Braithwaite, possibly. Now Tanaka has sort of freed up WBO flyweight title. I think you're ranked number four um, in line for that belt. What do you expect the next move to be? Do you think you could be sort of manoeuvred into a world title shot? Yeah, well, let's make no, like, let's not beat around it. I've made my intentions very clear that given the chance I'll I'll fight and push for that world title flyweight WBO in my next fight. Um I've told him a date from May I'll be perfect with, you know, with like my physios and, and the hand specialists, that's what we've been said. Um and there's options as well. I mean, if you just look at the top five there's there's Mirko Martin from Germany, me at number four, Nakatani at number three, Acosta at number two and McGraymo at number one. Um and I'll have any any single one of them. And I mean McGraymo, who's the number one, 24 wins, 20 knockouts, one loss uh, points to Mohamed Wasim, who's a great fighter, one I've shared the ring with in Sparham. I've said to my team, and, and they're, they're sitting down and speaking, I said, I'll have him in my, ne my next one from me. And that's no bluff, that's absolute certainty. And I'm in a great position where, obviously, everyone knows Uncle Frank's relationship with WBO is a great one, so it, it helps his fighters. Of course it does. Um, but that being said, Frank was a, a big driving force as to why WBO is now recognised as one of the, the the four kings, so it makes sense. And I feel like if you turn around and look at the trophy cabinet behind you, you've got the WBO European, you've got the WBO Intercontinental, WBO International. I've won every other title that they have to offer, so I've done my you know building up for them, and and they've always looked after me, they've liked me, um, WBO. So at the end of the day, they want their world titles being fought in front of the biggest audience as possible. I'm ranked fourth, and I've gone openly said oh, I'll have number one. Um, and I'll defend it against whoever, do you know what I mean? And and I'm, I'm making that intention very clear. I don't care about protecting my record, I want to challenge myself, I want to be mixing those great fights, because when you risk to lose it all, and I feel like I'm good enough that no matter who I'm in there, I'll put in a you know an honest performance. Like, I'm not a hype job, I personally don't think. I feel like I've done the years, the groundwork, I've proved it time and time again where I can go, and now it's time to prove it at the, the biggest level. That being said, if it doesn't come off, you know, because there is a number three and number two above me, I perfectly understand I'm not going to take it personally, I'm not going to take it to heart, because I'm not the first, second or third person in line for it. But who knows, this time next year, if this doesn't happen, I might be. Um, be one of the the, the, the top two or, or number one. Like I said, I've got all the belts that they've got to offer. What more do they want me to do? Um, and especially now as Tanaka's vacated, because don't get me wrong, Tanaka was someone... That I wasn't actively chasing to get in the ring with because he is, you know, a freeweight champion. He's, he's a great, great fighter, and for me to get in the ring of him, it needs to be where they want me in the ring of them, so I get what I deserve, and 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 I get paid, and I get, and it builds up the right way. Because um, when you have great fighters, like that there's no point. I've I've seen what happened to great fighters, people like my brother, you know, chasing like a great fighter like Casemiro. You don't get paid as much as you should have. You you don't get the opportunity it comes too early. Do you know what I mean? And I don't need to be in that position. I've got the world's, personally for me, the world's best management team behind me. And when they asked me about this, which was only yesterday, they went, does your trainer think you're ready? Because they know, they know I think I'm ready. And then I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the second time they messaged me, what does Grant think? Do you know what I mean? Does your trainer think you're ready? So I messaged him. We had a little sit down, had a look, and he was like 
because he believes in me just just as much as I believe in myself. And um, I think it's one of those. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not for a second talking negatively, but it's for me. I, something I don't think I could. I don't think I could lose on. And something I'd be very confident in winning as well. Um, because the the, the Magremo, if it, if it, if it, if it did come off that it was him, because he's the number one. He's got the you know, the biggest say towards it. I feel like you know, he's very strong. He can he can punch very hard. Um, but styles make fights and. He gets most success when people are standing there in front of him. Something that I cannot do for twelve rounds, very, very comfortably, and and stay. And he seems to have slow footwork, and for me, that's like, that's what I look at when I'm looking at like an ideal opponent to have against. Because if I can sort of get in and get out and throw it in, in between the phases, I can cause an absolute nightmare for people. And getting in the ring with someone like that, I would be very weary, very cautious, and my defense would be on point because that would be the the, the main thing we're learning. Like. So, you know, a couple like my my last fight, like Marcel, I was looking at, you know, punching a hell of a lot more. I was looking at backing people up, throwing body shots, head and body. But then when my hands went in, that kind of all, all went to pot, even though we, we kind of knew that before the fight. But that was like the game plan to sort of try and break him down later on. And I feel like I, even though I was moving a lot, I still did in the last few rounds. I was really starting to back him up, chopping head and body, even when, and obviously Marcel comes in very good condition. And I think in the ninth or tenth round, I threw a peach or a right hook to the body. And that was the hardest, my, that, that was the most my hand hurt, and that was a body shot. And I remember Carl Frampton saying something in his last fight along the lines of, my hands were hurting, so I kept taking them to the body. And that, that's usually what you do, because it's usually a lot softer, but fucking hell, Marcel's abs are like rock. <laughs> I was like, fucking I'm not throwing no more body shots, his, his head was softer. Um, but yeah, if I mean, if I could get a WBO, it would be fantastic. Um, I mean, it would be me at 15 and 0. Um, done everything that's been put in front of me, won all the WBO titles for them. Um, ranked high of the IBF as well. Like I'm getting to a, a legit, you know, there or thereabouts. I'm not world level at the moment. I'm not saying that for a second, but I'm I'm, I'm getting close to, you know, putting an argument in for myself that I, that I can be there or thereabouts. And I feel like this would 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 put put like put me on that platform. And obviously, there's still a long way to go yet because it's just something that's getting talked about. But like that would be a, a dream realised. You know, just fighting for a world title. Um, I'm only 24, just just turned like last month, and I feel like I've got a long, long life left in this sport. But to try and get hold of one of those world titles would be like, a goal realised. You said you on the cusp of world level, but you you're not naive enough to say that you're completely there yet. And I noticed earlier you said something about uh, you have a tendency to be lazy at times. Do you think if you were to go in for that title and and step up to that world level, that that almost fear of your opponent would bring out the best in you in camp in the ring as well? I mean, if I just look at my track record, it always has. Um, pretty much every fighter that I should have beaten growing up as an amateur, like, they're the ones that seem to beat me. Do you know what I mean? It's the ones that everyone thought, nah, Sonny's going to win this. And then they're the ones I've lost. Every time that it's, oh, Sonny's really up against it here, that's when I've always come out. And, it, and, it, and it's been like that. And look at my performances. The fights that are meant to have been harder have been easier. The fights that are meant to have been easier have been harder. It's just, that, that's just the way I am. And it's not the best thing because you can fall. But at the same time, it's just my mentality. I know I need something to get up, and I know it's cliche, but I genuinely think, given the opportunity like a world title, you would just see a different me. You know, um, like camp would just be different. My mentality would be different. It wouldn't be like three weeks out of a British title fight eating monster munch and 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 having fucking curiously cinnamon in in bed. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just it would be a different mentality and and something I'd cherish um, and thrive on. But at the same time, if I don't get it, and I'm still defending my British title at Super Flyweight, 
then I'm all for that as well. I'm in a great place right now. So I'm not going to like beat, beat myself up or <laughs> start to throw my toys out of the pram and slate in the WBO or, or for, for not fun if this doesn't come through because it's just an idea at the moment. Um, but one that I'm very easy and very willing to work on. And um, it shouldn't be the hardest thing in the world to make because as a vacant title, the number one would probably think I'm a much easier fighter. I mean, I know I would think I'm a much easier fighter than Tanaka. Um, and if it's getting offered to him by a proper professional backing with the WBO's blessing, then why would he not fight me rather than... Because really, if you look at it, probably on paper, looking at it, I'm probably the second easiest out of the top five after the the Germany's number five because Nakatani's 20-0, and 0, um, Acosta's 21-2 and 2 with a lot of knockouts. I think 21 knockouts or something like that. So on paper, I look like the easier touch. I'm young, you know. You look at the picture of me, I'm not in the best shape. That is, it should be the... It should, it should be quite easy to make, and with obviously the, the TV backing and, and and ESPN in America, like there seems to be a lot pushing that that would that would be a a likely scenario. Because let's make no secret about it, it around world boxing, it's always been the case. The people with the the best promotional backing tend to get the best opportunities. It's just, it's just the way it is. Um, but that being said, I don't, you don't know what what could happen. Um, the WBO could have already ordered and already made and agreed terms of number one and number two. They might have already known Tanaka was vacating because obviously he was regarded the super champs. He's gone straight up as mandatory for Iokas. So I, I don't I don't really know. Like I don't really know too much, but something that I'd like to do. Um, and I feel like I'm ready. I feel like I'm I feel like I'm really ready, and it would be one of them ones you get the best out of me. I feel like I'd come in the much best shape. You know, I've I've, al I've already got just in preparation. Cause I know I'm boxing in May, there or thereabouts. Um, I've already got you know like my. My meals and my my food prep from Rendell's um up in Scotland, um quick plug to them they they they're sorting out all, all my meals and and food and you're gonna see a different me you know I'm getting sick and tired of being the little like fat super flyweight you know what I mean or, and 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 looking gaunt at the way and 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 it's no one else's fault but my own um and don't get me wrong I don't exactly cut too many corners and I still put the hard work in but there's just certain things I can clean up and I know that I'm not ignorant um and I feel like this. Well, I need to do it now anyway. I need to do it now anyway. But this would be a, a great reason and, and, and help to motivate me. Just to take matters away from yourself, Sonny, um, there's a few fights I want to pick your brains on. Your good mate Jay Harris has got his world title shot against someone you've seen, Julio Cesar Martinez. What do you make of that fight? How much of a chance do you give Jay as well stunning in the boxing world? Yeah, I mean, first of all, me and Jay were speaking yesterday. He messaged me going, oh, are you going in for that the the vacant title? And I went, yeah, we, we're, like, we're trying to already. We're, like, we're already on it. And he went, oh, fucking hell, we buzzing for you. Because me and Jay, I, we actually really, really like each other. And I think he's such a good, lovely kid, family man. And, and I just, I proper like him. And that, that is genuine, not just for any reason. Um, and I said, oh, yeah, if we both win these titles, we're going to have to unify against each other. Because it's mad. Two years ago, pretty much to the day, was there, like, around this time, was in Ukraine together, talking about, oh, we could fight each other soon. Thinking, we're, I mean, we're thinking at this time for, like, the British title or something. And they're like, ah, oh, yeah... You know what I mean? If we had to, we would go for a beer after. Just just like me and Marcel did, you know what I mean? Went for a drink after. Um, and, it, and it'd all still be love. But imagine fucking two British lads unifying. like, And if that would be the first person I'd want, obviously. Do you know what I mean? Um, don't get me wrong, though. Julio Cesar Martinez is a bit of a beast. Um, and I mean, if I ever do pick up a world title while he's won, that's definitely a fight I'd look at for myself. But obviously they have to show me the money for that one. Do you know what I mean? Um... But that's he's got to come through Jay first. And I've seen how tough and hard Jay hits and how big and physically strong he is. Like, um, 
don't get me wrong, the punch power obviously goes with, with Martinez. And he dealt with Rosales quite well, who had a... Who had um, who's resilient, tough, strong. Not the hardest puncher in the world, but by Keegan Bang, do you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a hard ask for Jay. But it's like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And um, you just don't know what's going to turn up. Um, Martinez has got the world, champ world title now. He's been fighting, fighting, fighting. He might be looking at Jay as an easy touch. You, you have no idea. Think how many times stuff like this has happened. Um, and I would love, honestly, love more than anything for Jay to win. I've even said to him, you know, I, th I think he's up against it. It is, it is a fucking hard fight because I've seen what he's done to Selby, seen what he's done to Charlie, both who arguably at the time of the fights was probably more, what's the word, probably more, I don't want to say valued, but they probably had more, like, respect at a world level than, 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 than Jay has, like, from the general public. But that means absolutely nothing when that first bell goes. Um... Like I said, I'd like to see Jay do it. Ch I know Charlie would like to see Jay, Jay do it. Um, I'm sure Andrew Selby would like to see Jay do it, especially after Martinez got done for drugs. I mean, let me not beat around the bush. Um, I don't care what they're trying to spin on no meat or I, I really don't. Um, because at the end of the day, if you find something in, in my system, then there is no excuse. And there shouldn't be for them. I don't, like At the end of the day, especially when they're, they're making good money, they've got a good setup, a good team behind them. These things should be able to be avoided. Do you know what I mean? Um, avoided very easily. Because it's not like they're just, you know, low-income, run-in-the-mill people in Mexico. If if the story, what they're trying to tell, it, it, it is actually true. And it's just like, just because you get caught with a trace in you doesn't mean there was only ever a trace in you. Do you know what I mean? It's very, as we've seen, it's very easy to pass a drugs test. Like, Baby Miller, what he found, like, two drugs tests in, like, a space of five days... But he failed some things on the first one that he didn't fail in the second one and vice versa. And it's like, well, that's crazy. It's like, if it was there five days ago and then it's not here now, it's like, think how easy it must be to flush this shit out of your system. So I don't really have any any sympathy for that whole side of things. But um, that's a whole other topic. And like, I'd like to see Jay do it on a personal level and, and, and because of that. But Martinez, you can't take it away from him. He, he can clearly fight. Can clearly punch, and I think the most impressive win he's had is against Rosales just then because everyone else has fought Rosales has not put a dent in him. And I'm talking Yafai had hard rounds when Rosales was younger, um, obviously Selby, my brother, um, and a list of other fighters. And 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 Rosales is a very hard man to hurt, like catch him flush, and he just walks in. And Martinez kind of beat him to a pulp in the, in the, in the last stages of that fight. And, and that showed that he had that engine as well, which, for me, the game plan was always more for, like, Charlie, you know, get through the first four or five rounds, let him tie himself out a bit, and then start trying to take him take him to work, and that would be my game plan for him as well, but there's a credit to his team, a credit to his engine. Um, I know Rosales, boxes, he boxes at a weird pace, because it's a slow pace as far as things, that, like, movements are going, but it's a fast pace as far as action's going, because he's just quite... Just, it's like a steam train just keeps coming forward and forward. It gets caught and comes forward and forward. So, I mean, he showed a lot there. But, like I said, again, and I keep alluding to, like, I do genuinely want Jay to do it. A couple more fights before I let you go. Cali Fai's finally got the big fight he's been craving. Roman Gonzalez out in the States. What do you make of that fight? A lot of people suggesting it's not the same Chocolatito we had a few years ago. How do you assess that fight? Um, a lot of people are suggesting he's completely shot. 
which he, that might be the case. Um, but at the same time, there's enough people that wanted to see that fight for long enough and, and were calling to fight and see Chocolito. So what I don't want to see is if Yafai beats him, beats him well, I don't want everyone just to pile on, oh, well, he finished that. Because, yeah, everyone knows that. But everyone's signed up to watching the fight and they're getting paid what they're getting paid. Like, everyone, know, everyone knows that. Do you know what I mean? So that's not an excuse. Um, simply. And because you don't know, Chocolito could pull it out of the bag. Like, we don't know if this is the best Yafai that's ever been. Do you know what I mean? He might have been better three years ago when he first won a title. He's had a bit of a stagnant. I know he's been fighting and winning, but he hasn't had any fights to get up for really since Lewis Conception. And he found weight. Isn't the best anyway. Um, so. It's an interesting one, and I don't really know who I'm backing. I think it's more 50-50 than people I think, because one thing that uh, Roman Gonzalez still has in him is a scrap. And I think Yafai hasn't really got it in him to box all too much. He he wants to have a, let's, let's go to work. So I think that's what's interesting. I think Yafai is a bit bigger than him. Um, more like a big field out of the weight. You know, Gonzalez was down at like, like flyweight and stuff, wasn't he? And, and then flyweight... Um, and he looked a bit fleshy when he's in boxing at super flyweight, but this is his last chance for us, win another world title, um, get back in the mix, money, everything. Um, that being said, sometimes you just go with the fresher, younger, and, and more like, kind of active, use of a better word, but I think Gonzalez only lost to um, Siskret, do you know what I mean? So, And I know Siskret has only gone lost to Estrada, but Gonzalez had beat Estrada, so it's like, Styles make fights. It's just that, do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it's an interesting one, and one that I'm actually looking forward to. It's a good card, actually, that that that, that day, especially for the lightweights. Very good card. Um, but if Yafai wins, which, I mean, I don't... I've always been alright with, with Cal. I mean, I think since the whole, like, Charlie thing, he probably doesn't like me for whatever reason. Probably, but he still said cool to me here and there. Um, I'm still really good friends with Galal, his younger brother. Mm -hmm. Um, for British boxing, yeah, man, go on, go on and win. Like, it doesn't really make no difference to my day, if I'm perfectly honest. But um, I feel like it's one of them ones that people, a lot of people, are still asking to see him versus Charlie, and a lot of people are asking to see him versus Charlie because they want to see him knock out Charlie, and I think that's. And then a lot of people are like, it's, that, that makes a good thing. And I feel like when we have two class fighters, like you do have in, in Cal and, and, and Charlie, and they're both British, I feel like that's, that's when we need to get them on because that's when you have your biggest nights. I mean, some of the biggest nights I can remember from things like that is like Groves versus Frotch. Like, do you know what I mean? Like when, they, when it's an all British, you're just so much more entertained and like invested into the fight. And you can miss them. Like, I think how frustrated everyone has been in the history of people like Hatton and Witter, for example, the, the fight that never happened. Um, and then you've got now Kelbrook and Khan. That's literally like thinking this looks going to happen when they're both like touching 40. It's, it's crazy when they could have fought five years ago, maybe fought a couple of times and made so much more money, but no one wanted to give up that little bit of percent. And I mean, especially at the lower weight, you haven't really got that luxury of going somewhere else to fight for multi, multi millions. So. Who knows if Charlie gets a little string of wings? Um, Yafai does does Gonzalez maybe has another good win after that, and maybe they'll maybe they'll come together. I think for both of them, I think eventually something's gonna have to give because obviously Charlie's a, a very a big name, really, um, 
just as big as Cal. I know obviously Cal's still a world champion. Was a world champion for longer, defending it more times. But I mean, a lot of people will say he's had kind of an easy, easy touch. I think that's fair to say. I don't think he can disagree with that all too much. Um, well, then you compare it to because I know WBA are a bit mad at their mandatories and, 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 and stuff, and they're kind of lenient. Um, but then look at Charlie. WBC mandatory was Martinez who has gone on and now he's he's not there yet but a couple more big wins and he's touching pound for pound status really you know he's got some very good wins on his record um, you know, I know he's not there yet I'm not suggesting he's there yet but he's not a million miles away um, especially for the lighter weights and, and how he's winning these fights but yeah like I'd like to see Cal do it I mean the more titles in, in Britain the better you know if me and Cal ever come on a crash course. Like, what people don't understand is, especially at the lightweights, but not even just, like, at any weight, in order to be in, like, a big, like, legacy fight and, and make a hell of a lot of money and have a hell, of a hell of a lot of interest, you need, like, a, a level, like, dance partner. You, you need someone else to be doing well. So, that's why I never wish bad on any of my domestic rivals. Um... Obviously, I've wanted to fight them all earlier to try and leapfrog up to the, the higher things, but I've crept my way up anyway without them, really. So now it's like I want someone else to get up there with me, you know, say if somehow in this time of three months I'm WBA world champion and Jay Harris is WBC world champion. I mean, right now you'd get massive odds on that, <laughs> you know what I mean? But that would be great for us. And then if we fall, like, that would be ten times bigger. You know what I mean? So you need other people to succeed and then, you know, you cross paths that way. So all the all these fighters around me I actually do want to do well. Just not better than me. Simple. Last one before I let you go, Sonny. Obviously we've got a huge rematch. I always keen to pick your brains on big fights. Wilder Fury two on Las Vegas at the end of the month. Tyson Fury linked up with Sugar Hill. Says he's he's training for the knockout, he's going for the knockout, he breaks two rounds. Do you believe him? I mean does he believe himself? I don't know. I've not spoken to him personally. I've I've seen the, the interviews, and I mean, you can't always say what Tyson says as as, <laughs> as as truth. I think that's a big part of his character. He just throws curveballs non-stop um, to the fact that they're not curveballs anymore. Um, but yeah, go for it, man. Like I don't know about that one. I was meant to be going over there. I'm not now. Um, things have happened. Things have changed. Not going now. Um, but it's alright though, cause I'll be at my and my best friend Levi's in you know, a comeback fight. So that's all cool. Um, but, oh, I don't know, man. Fury hit so hard, didn't he? Um, sorry, Wilder hit so hard, didn't he? And I, I can't imagine what it's like at that level, of that mentality that Fury's got. All I know is sometimes you've, you've sparred people and you've been in the ring with someone that hits really, really hard. The next time you get in the ring of them, you remember how hard they hit. Do you know? Do, do you know what I mean? So it could be a case of that. Like it really could. And but that doesn't mean a bad thing by any means necessary, because that could switch fear and that 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 bit more. Cause that's what it normally does with me. But you still remember it. So that's why I think the second round knockout would be a bit of a stretch. Like because Fury doesn't need to do that. Like for a lot of people, Fury won at least eight rounds. You know, two knockdowns. You know what I mean? For, for a lot of people. Eight nine rounds, um, so it'll be interesting to, to see. And you know, it's something I'll tune in. Like I said, Levi's fighting on that day, so after we'll be celebrating, and then probably go to the casino to watch it. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it because obviously the first one was such a great fight, and it's good that you know at the moment there's like the three kings, and and it, and it's good that 
two of them are fighting, but we just need to get AJ involved now. Um, I don't know what's going on with any of that, because I think he's tied up. This It's hard when you've got all these belts. I feel like the fighters eventually turn around and go, fuck the belts, and let's just fight each other. I mean, because that way they can actually make all the fights without having WBC needs to make franchise, and, and WBA making super champ, and WBA making regular, and you know what I mean, so... Yeah, I think it, may, it might, might, rather than the governing bodies, it might be more on the fighters, you know. If the fighters stop going, well, I'm only fighting you for a world title and, and stuff like that, then we might get somewhere a bit sooner. But I can understand when you put a whole life, a body of work, like, and it, and it all sort of has one point of, like, a peak where this is, like, where you can create your, your name and history and legacy. You kind of want that world title, so I do understand it. So there is no, there's no perfect solution, but... Like I said, I'd like to see the winner fight AJ, but then I would also really like to see AJ fight like Uzik, which has been rumoured. I don't know how likely that is. I think Uzik may be fighting Derrick as well, maybe? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I've not heard much more. I know probably the Derrick probably went, yeah, I'll fight you. A week later, yeah, I want double the money. <laughs> and then a week later, I want double, double the money. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Because Uzik's a great fighter, isn't he? Um, but it'll be interesting to see how we can mix it. And then it'll be when the, 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 the new crop, you know, the Daniel Dubois... The kind of Jojo's, I guess. Whoever sort of makes it out of the, the little funnel they're in at the moment. When they step up to fight one of the, the big dogs, it's also very interesting. Um, more fights like that than, than you know, Fury versus Wilding or Dubois versus Fujimoto or Tyson versus Luis Ortiz 7. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> We've seen that now. Let's see something else. Let's see someone else fight Ortiz. Because don't get me wrong, great scalp, great win, great fighter still in Ortiz. But let's see someone else fight him and let's see you fight someone else. That, that's for me personally. So only I've kept you here for just over half an hour, so we'll leave it there. But thank you as always for making time for Boxing Social. Thanks for having us at the new flat. Got to say, the belts behind us look fantastic. <laughs> we'll catch you very soon.